Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. It's your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on November 7th. Nice joining me, like always, last couple of weeks. Good friend Jermaine Henderson joined in to the show, talk, gave his thoughts on the Texans, and I called him earlier today to see if he was available to come on tonight. And, and Jermaine, I'm glad to have you back on the show outside the huddle. Hey, Lamar, thanks for having me back on, buddy. I appreciate it, definitely. Yeah, glad to have you back. And we're going to just jump right into it and talk about the breaking news today as Des Bryant, uh, uh, former Dallas Cowboy, now the New Orleans Saints wide receiver, signed a one-year deal with the Saints to join that hot team, the second uh, well, offense or best offense in the in the NFL, ranked number two right now. And uh, Saints knocked off the Rams, so they're adding a nice little weapon to their offense. And Des Bryant and and Jermaine, as a former wide receiver playing at Sam Houston State, and you know a lot about that position, I want you to share your thoughts on the acquisition of the Saints picking up Des Bryant. Man, I'm actually excited about that move. I think it's it's great for the Saints. You know, they they add another possession receiver. You know, somebody that can you know, can come in and help the offense, help a, an offense that's already you know uh, in, that's in stride. So um, again, then also too, just from a standpoint, Dez being employed. You know, I felt like he got you know pushed out of Dallas. You know, prematurely. I think they could have worked that out with Dak, Zeke. Um, uh, I'm sorry, not Zeke, but uh, uh, Elliott. And and, mm-hmm. and incorporated all those guys in. So I mean, I'm just happy he's back working. Yeah, absolutely. We all happy that he has employment. I mean, Dez has too much talent to be sitting on the sideline or watching NFL games from home as a former Pro Bowler. And you know, like you said, I did feel the same way that you said it. I felt like he got the short end of the stick in Dallas. Uh, things didn't work out uh, as as he declined in a step or two for his production. Jerry Jones decided to let him go. And he was a marquee receiver for the last five or six years. He's been in the league eight years, so all all his whole career has been with the Dallas Cowboys. So we all know it's a business. It's a cutthroat business at that. But having Des Brown back in the NFL is very huge. And having Michael Thomas, you know, Michael Thomas is a pro bowler as well for the Saints. How do you think that chemistry is going to work for Drew Brees, having two big receivers and Thomas now now adding Des Bryant? Well, it really is a matter of Des coming in and, and knowing his role. You know, so yeah. I mean, I think at this point it's it's understood that Michael Thomas is is the number one receiver. So when guys know their roles, and you know, there's you may be the number three receiver, but you be the the best number three receiver that you can be. Help the team win. So that's what mm-hmm. it's, it's really going to boil down to. Can Dez, you know, humble himself and really see that? Okay, I'm I'm blessed to be back playing this game of football. Something you you know you love to do, getting paid king's ransom that kid's game. <laughs> so if he comes yeah. in and with that mentality, you know, with Kamara, you know, uh, and Ingram and, and Thomas and, you know, those other weapons, the defense is playing well, man, look out for the Saints. Look out for them. Yeah, definitely look out for the Saints. They're 7-1 right now. They, they're rolling uh, seven-game winning streak, number two scoring team in the NFL. Uh, Drew Brees, you know, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, 39, Super Bowl champion. Uh, still leading that team, playing at the highest level. You have to be impressed with what you saw out of, the, out of the Saints this past Sunday. I predicted on the show, A-Rod can confirm that. I predicted on the show that the Saints would knock off the undefeated at the time, the undefeated L.A. Rams. What's your thoughts on just watching that game and seeing how the Saints kind of just pulled it off at the end against the L.A. Rams at home? Man, they um, they actually, you know, they, 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 they sent out a message to the rest of the NFL. I mean, you know, yeah. honestly, we're a high-powered offense, and our defense is, yeah, they're for, they're for real. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, we already looked at them to be one. I, I saw them as one of the teams, of course, to, to play, you know, late in the playoffs. But, you know, now with, you know, the way things have shaped up, you know, that, 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 that they're loaded, you know, that offense is clicking. You know, Drew Brees is, is one of the GOATs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they actually have a chance to go in and compete for, you know, the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I said yeah. It. yeah, I I believe so too. They're very competitive. They're gonna win that NFC South. They're gonna have their hands full with Carolina Panthers too. But um, you know, having Drew Brees at thirty nine, they added Teddy Bridgewater after the preseason. 
They picked up Elliott uh, Apple, the cornerback from the Giants in the train. So it just seemed like all cars on, on, on deck, all hands on deck. They're laying all their cars out, and they want to attempt to go, go to the Super Bowl, and why not? I mean, Drew Brees at 39 years old. Tom is not on his side, so they're definitely trying to uh, throw it all in. Sean Payton, that, that coaching staff, as well as the front office, trying to do that. But, but Jermaine, I want to get your thoughts on the Cowboys. I mean, Cowboys played Monday night. Um, I actually had the Cowboys beating uh, the Titans from last week on Monday night, but I was wrong. The t- Tennessee Titans went in there with Mark, Marcus Mariota, and they did their thing against the Dallas Cowboys. What's going on with the Cowboys, man? Should they let go their head coach and, 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 and go a different direction? And, and Or what do you think? What's your thoughts after seeing that Monday night game? Man, the Cowboys have a—they have a lot of problems. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's—I well, don't say I agree with you. Well, I, what you just said about Jason Garrett—it's definitely time to part ways. You know, I don't think he has the attention of the locker room. You know, he's been there long mm-hmm. enough. The Cowboy fan base is tired. It's time for some new blood to come in. You know, yeah. you know, Dak isn't well. I mean, I don't know play calling. I mean, Dak just doesn't look comfortable back there. And Ezekiel is being Ezekiel, but you know, you and one player can't play and win a game. They're gonna stack, the, you know, the box. You know, they just got Cooper. He's getting acclimated. You know, the rest of the receiving core is, you know, is 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 gonna say trash. Yeah, they're trash, and they're, they're one of the, they're probably the worst <laughs> receiving core in the league right now. So you you can't mm-hmm. win in this league, and you can't throw the ball. I mean, it's simple as that. So they got a number mm-hmm. of problems, you know. But I tell you this, Dak better pick it up. He better pick it up. Yeah, it just seems like they put too much on his shoulders as well. I mean, he's a one-man band. Uh, Elliot is, you know, you take him out of the game, it's all on Dak's shoulder. And that comes with the territory. Playing for the Dallas Cowboys, you know you're on the microscope. Everybody's going to scrutinize exactly. If you win, everybody's going to love you. When his rookie year, he was winning Dak Prescott. He was the king, king of Dallas, king of Texas. Now that they're losing, he's getting crucified and again getting ridiculed and, and fried every week and, Jason Garrett is not helping him as well. Jared Jones, in my opinion, I think Jared Jones needs to just be the owner and not be the TM. I, I think he can't. I, he's done it for so long wearing both hats. I think he needs, like you said, fresh blood. Probably need to bring in a brand-new coach with, a, with the coach, bringing in his own GM and sitting back in the booth in the box and just watching and overseeing as a CEO. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I definitely couldn't yeah. agree more with you know, if he if he would do that. And just allow, and just be the owner. You know, like you said, you said, sit in the box and you know, drink, you know, wine, or just watch the game, like Robert Kraft. You know, and that's why he has a winning formula. Yeah, he had to just sit back and just relinquish some of that control. Uh, he's, you know, he's he wants so much control of it to the point it seems like he's going to suffocate any type of success that Cowboys going to have because he's going to take all the credit when they winning, but when they losing. You know, he's going to have to take it, too, and it just seems like then they're going to put him in a position where he has to make a decision, especially on his coaching staff, and, and you already know. Jason Garrett is his, is his guy, you know, for, for, all, for whatever reasons, and personal or professional, but it just seems like Cowboys, man. And I I don't know, man. It just seems like everybody loves the Cowboys, and we live in Texas, so, you know, majority of the fans we run into are, Texas, are, are Cowboys fans. Everyone loves the Cowboys, but if they haven't produced lately here, man, and they have been so inconsistent as an organization, it's just time for a change. It's time to be consistent and win like they did in the 90s. It's time to stop all that America's team talk. I mean, <laughs> that, that's for sure. I mean, it's just sum up what you just said. You're not America's team. It's the Patriots. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're not as good as, as, as the, the fan base wants them to be. You know, that's why they call them fans, fanatics. So, mm, yeah, the Cowboys, they, they haven't been good since the 90s, as you just said. So we can turn that page on, on them right now. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. They, don't have, no, they have no long-term, long-term plans in the playoffs this year. It's not happening. They probably won't. It's a great chance they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, it just seems like uh, they got too like you stated earlier, they have too many missing holes. Uh, offensively, Dak is the only – Consistent player, Ezekiel, you know, he's starting to plateau a little bit there from a production standpoint. Guys have figured him out, and they've been watching enough film on him to know his uh, his tendencies. So it just seems like Cowboys need to just have a balance. I think keeping Dez, even as a possession receiver, even if he lost a step, that at least could have made a threat offensively. But, hey, 
Jerry Jones think he knows everything, and he's the owner. He can make those type of decisions and live with them. It just feels like the Cowboys, man, is just they either take one step forward and end up taking like three backwards. Coming off the of bye week, you anticipate them to win that game at home in front of their home fans on a Monday night platform. They, you know, it just seemed like they was never into the game. Tennessee Titans kind of just punked them. And, man, anytime somebody catches an interception and run the ball back on your star and lift his hands up, that's to me that's a sign of disrespect. They don't they don't respect the star. They don't respect you as a team or as an organization. It just felt like Cowboys just got punked in front of their home fans. Well said. <laughs> well said. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what, what else can? What is? What else is there to be said about them? You know, uh, <laughs> I don't even have. I don't have any more words for them. You know, honestly, you know, they're just not a good uh, team right now. Yeah. All right, Jermaine. Let's go take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about a team that's real hot during the Texas. I'm in the Texas region. That's the Houston Texans. We're gonna talk about them yeah. next. Next, after this break here on Outside the Huddle with your, with your host, Lemont Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. I'm your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas on November 7th, the birthday week. Fam, my birthday's coming up this weekend, man. You know, I got to celebrate. So, yes, yes sir, we're in the November season, baby. Scorpio season. So, what birthday this weekend. And uh, joining me on the show, appreciate that, A-Rod. Uh, joining me on the show, a good friend of mine, former football player for Sam Houston State, entrepreneur here in Houston, Jermaine Henderson. Jermaine, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys as well as Dez Bryant getting picked up by the New Orleans Saints. In the first segment, this segment here, we're going to transition to the hottest team in the state of Texas right now, and that's the Houston Texans. Texas on a six-game winning streak there, beat the Denver Broncos on the road, 19-17. to Jermaine, every time I bring you here, we talk about the Texans and how they continue to win. you got to like what you see right now from the Texans on the six-game winning streak. Oh, absolutely, Lamont. Um, I mean, it, the Texans are playing phenomenal right now. They're playing good ball. They're playing, you know, cohesive um, uh, as as a group. Deshaun is actually, you know, is 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 what I was concerned about, you know. So he, he's 
he's finally getting into his groove. You know, he's settling down. It seems like the game is slowing down for him. And he has command of the huddle and of the offense. So defense is, you know, is playing lights out. You know, just it's just they're on the roll right now. So we just got to keep it rolling. Yeah, staying with the offense, the Texans picked up Demarius Thomas last week, and he got off to a fast start. They fed him the ball two, two consecutive times in the opening series. As the Texans moved the ball down the field and scored on the opening drive. What do you think about the Texans bringing Demarius Thomas onto the team as well as his first game under the, as a Houston Texan? Oh, a great pickup. I mean, it was, um, you know, unexpected. You know, when I saw the trade on the ticker, I was like, I was just excited, like, yes. You know, we went from being like, oh, we're full of going down, like, but yes, Demarius Thomas, we'll take him. <laughs> Who will take him? And I knew with the uh, the Broncos drafting the kid um, from from SMU, Cortland, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that they were you know, looking to move on. They had their, their big play receiver, you know, for the future. So, man, you know, you know, I guess he's an older receiver, as you'll say, but he still has some 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 gas left in the tank. As a possessive receiver, mm-hmm. we have our, our guy that can stretch the field, you know, can run the route tree. So, I mean, Demarius Thomas is going to be huge for us going down the stretch. Yeah, it was huge, man, for him to be available and they get him in a trade for what they got him for. I think they got him for a fourth-rounder and a seventh-round selection as well next year. The Texans just seem like, to me, they're, you know, all hands on deck. Like I said about the Saints, man, they're like, well, we're winning. Let's continue to win with uh, Will Fuller going now. Let's try to continue to build this momentum. Let's get a big player receiver in Demarius Thomas to be able to help out Deshaun Watson. And let's just go ahead and dominate this thing here in the AFC South. I was... I was actually surprised to see that coming from the Texas organization. But then again, uh, it makes sense. And, and having Demaris on that team last week, last Sunday, it helped them in that opening drive because Watson wasn't double teamed as well as the tight ends was able to get open. Uh, Lamar Miller, I mean, he's he's been productive too. How much does the running game help the Texans offense in the six-game winning streak, right? Well, you know, it's all about balance, Lamont. I mean, you play ball, and, you know, the teams that, that are balanced, they go deep into the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Lamar Miller, you know, I had some questions about him, you know, coming in. I think the first, uh, one of the first shows we did, you know, and I did this, uh, this, uh, earlier this season, uh, we, we mm-hmm. talked about the run game. And you, you actually were, you know, big on, on Lamar. So, you called that. I, I'm, it's a pleasant surprise, I'm, to be honest. You know, see him, <laughs> and then and hopefully the foreman can come back. You know, we can get him back and um, and have him in, in blue, little three-headed monster down the stretch. I mean, that, that run game is going to be key in the playoffs. We know that. So, you know, hey, you know, let's keep it rolling, Miller. I mean, it looks like he's going to pace for a 1000 plus short season. Yeah, he's a good complimentary back. I mean, good complimentary player as well. The Texans definitely need that balanced attack offensively, take the pressure off this well, he's not a rookie anymore, but he feels like he's going through rookie pains, growing pains early in the season. That's Deshaun Watson. Having Lamar Miller against teams like the Miami Dolphins, uh, where the team he played, Jacksonville, Ed Jacksonville, he played very good, having an over 100 yards rushing. That's just a great balance. It brings the defense up in the box, which allows Deshaun to do his thing. He can do the play action. He can roll out and use those legs and be able to extend those plays and make passes. So, Lamar is definitely a complimentary guy that needs to be consistent for the Texans to be successful. I just talked highly about him early in the season when, you know, we started the radio show again early this season because I've, I've been watching him in training camp. I saw that the transition that he was from last year to this year and all the way he lost and he was a lot quicker and he just seemed a little, uh, you know, loose as far as just in his cuts. So I was excited to see how he was going how to work for him in the season. Didn't get off to to a good start, but now he's definitely step up. You definitely need him now here in November. Uh, Texans on the bye week this week, so he's going to be he's going to be much needed down the stretch for the Texans' success uh, defensively. Jermaine, what you think, man? Uh, you know, Javon, not excuse me, uh, Javion, Javion Clowney. He's continued to be bringing wreck and you know, bringing that pressure up front, getting sacks, and you got JJ Watt also doing his thing. Man, uh, defensively, I'm I'm very pleased with, with what I'm seeing. You know, so they, I won't even say they're bend but don't break type defense. I mean, they're doing what they need to do. You know, they're getting, you know, the Texans on the field. They're seeing the three and outs. And you, like you said, you just mentioned those two, uh, those bookends. And we're getting some good, some great play from our, from our linebackers. You know, Cunningham, the secondary, they're holding it down. 
You know, so, you know, I think we're ranked in the top, top 10 right now. I think eight and nine, don't quote mm-hmm. me on that. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm very pleased. You can have a, 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 a again, on the balanced, you know, football team, you know, you know, really in all three phases of the game, you know, so that's what's going to be needed. That's, that, those are the Super Bowl teams. That's, that's the, the Patriots <laughs> and that's who we, who, who we're, who we're chasing. As simple as that. Yeah. You're chasing, yeah, you, you know, mentioned you know, Captain America. That's the organization that we, that we want to strive to, you know, you know to, to, to be on that level. So, yeah, you mentioned the secondary. You got to like what you see out of Kareem Jackson, man. That boy was flying around making plays on Sunday. He was bringing that wood as well. Kareem Jackson, man, he started to step up, making that transition from corner position now to safety, and he's playing. He played corner a little bit last game, or majority of the game, due to Jonathan Joseph being out. But you got to like Kareem Jackson now stepping up in that secondary. Man, I was almost um, ready to put Kareem uh, Kareem Jackson on the on the trading blocks. Honestly, you know, early on he was getting beat deep. He just never seemed like he was comfortable at the corner position. You know, coming out of Alabama, and you know now you know he kind of you know is, is a renewed player. And I guess again a pleasant surprise seeing him being able to yeah. move around and uh, I guess go from safety to cornerback. You know, and just kind of being free, I guess. I mean, I don't know what you know, you know what happened, but I'm glad it happened, and very, very mm-hmm. pleased to see how he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. Uh, I, I just think that the fact that Romeo Cannell is putting him in a better position to be successful, also, like you know, in this game called football, it takes time. It takes time for you to develop and get better. Uh, a lot of pressure was put on coming from Alabama, you know, and in the defensive scheme that they wanted him to step up. He was getting paid. Like you said, shut down corner type money, man. He was getting paid that type of money, so that came, that brought a whole nother level of expectation. And uh, at times when he wasn't meeting that expectation, the fans got on him. <laughs> you know, they they didn't hesitate to tell him, hey, he, he was doing bad. And I was one of the guys, you know, born and wanted to see him do better. But now, man, he's laying that wood. He's flying around making plays. Uh, I, I kind of like exactly what I'm seeing out of him, and I've been waiting a long time to see that from him. But now that he's bringing it, He's definitely stepping up from the secondary for, for the Texans. We really don't talk too much about kickers, man. But you gotta like the Texans kicker, man. I, I don't, I'm not big on kickers because you know kickers are kickers. But uh, Fairbank, man, he's doing his thing, man. From a special team standpoint, he's ever seems like the Texans. Every time they ask him to step up, make and nail that big field goal, man, he's always there. Even though early in the season, Texans relied too much on him in the red zone, but it seems like he's consistent. Hey man, and this guy is clutch, you know. So I always say, thank God for the kicker. I mean, in most cases we either loving him or hating him on on Monday morning. Uh, Bank said has been nothing but love. So he can just you know we're gonna need that. I mean, down the stretch you're gonna those close games your kicker has to come through. Just like the Broncos kicker, yeah, he's the loneliest guy in Denver you know this week. So we, we got way out. We got out of that game. But if the kicker had done his job, you have one job. <laughs> what the hell did it go? How's it go? <laughs> you only yeah. have one job. Yeah, yeah. Just make the kick. So yeah, but Fairbanks. Yeah, we gonna yeah keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's the hardest position right there. That and trying to uh, nail a hole in the one in golf. When you're out there on that island by yourself and it's just you and the world watching you, you only have one job. It's like. If you miss, you know, you, you, you're the talk of the town. You, you hit it. You're the hero of the town. So, Fairbank is definitely doing his thing for the Texans right now uh, for them. With the Texans been on the bye week, Jermaine, and coming back after their bye week, they go up to D.C., they play the Redskins, and then they're going to get in the heart and soul of their AFC style games. Uh, how do you think things will play out for them in the second half after their, their bye week? Man, we should end this season, you know, on a good note. I don't think we'll, we'll go undefeated. You know, uh, it's going to be a tough one going up to uh, to Washington on the road. I mean, you know, that's a, a hometown team. You grew up, it's a you know tough mm-hmm. environment. So it'll be a great test for us, you know, definitely on the road. And then you know, down the stretch as we go in that division, good thing Jacksonville, Blake Borders, uh, Blake Bortles is playing horrible. Titans are a team that we, we definitely, you know, we're going to have to be prepared, you know, that game that got us early on in the season. So, uh, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, it's gonna be smash my football, you know, you know, down the stretch. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in say they can, you know, if they can come get out of this, uh, go into the playoffs. Um, what ten and you know, not ten and six, eleven and, and five, or you know, 
fourteen and you know and 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 four or whatever. I mean, we should we should be we should be okay. So um, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to see how the son actually as he goes, the team will go. So I'm looking yeah. forward to see how they finish the season up and uh, on into the playoffs. All right, Jermaine, I appreciate the insight. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go around the NFL and talk about some other games that took place last Sunday. Next one outside the huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution, we're on a big game conquest for moose, grizzlies, whitetails, and more. Tune in as Stan Potts of North American Whitetail and Tim Brent with Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures talk big game hunting. Plus, Jake Edson of Bushnell and Steve Nessel from Yamaha will discuss optics and off-roading. Jim and Trav's Big Game Conquest is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas. <clears throat> Joining me tonight is my good friend Jermaine Henderson, former college football player, entrepreneur here in Houston. Jermaine, I got to get on, get get you going, and talk about this New England Patriots game on Sunday night versus the Green Bay Packers. Man, two of the goats, like you say, two of the top quarterbacks, and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers went head to head on Sunday. Brady got the best of them, though he got the victory. But you got to like what you saw from Green Bay; they was competitive in a hostile environment against New England Patriots. Man, oh yeah, that was uh, must see TV. You know, like, uh, top five, dead or alive, both quarterbacks. I mean, they gave us a, a show, exactly what I expected from Tommy Boy, and uh, you know, Mr. Double Discount Check himself. So Josh Gordon, that's who I was, um, you know, pleasantly surprised to see when he was going to kind of have a breakout game. You know, now what's you, no more excuses for that for that guy. You playing with you know the goat, so. But, I mean, it was just a, it was a great game, you know. That, that's what that's what you want to see on on Sunday night, you know. The best, you know, at the top of their game, you know. Both teams, you know, uh, uh, you know, top tier teams in the NFL. So, and they they gave the people a show. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely game. was must see TV. Uh, uh, you talk about Josh Gordon. Do you think now, in hindsight, being twenty twenty, you think it was best that? The Pacers made a run for Josh Gordon, bringing him in, the big play receiver for that offense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was all risk. I mean, they didn't have anything to lose. They got him for peanuts. So, they got weighed <laughs> yeah. by the Browns, and it was like, okay, you know, we let this kid with all his talent. You know, that's, that's the thing I love about Bill Belichick. He, he takes, you know, situations like that, and you get what, what we're seeing right now. You know, so that's what I love. People can say what they want to say about that Patriots organization, they're this, they're that. You know, the 
whatever, the Flake Gate. I mean, that, that's a classic <laughs> organization. I mean, that's a troubled kid, and they're taking a chance on him. You know, that's the type of stuff right there that that, that makes me love football, and, and that's why I, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I love that organization. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're top-notch, man. They give guys a second chance. They gave Randy Moss is the guy that gave a second chance to. Rodney Harrison, he was another guy they gave a second chance to. They gave a lot of guys with questionable uh, uh, perception um, um, images out there. Like I mean, I say questionable, and, and it's what we perceive is because we don't know in person. We just go off what we see on TV. So with that being said, Patriots give these guys opportunities, man. They come there, revamp their careers and become champions. I mean, like you said, the GOAT, Tom Brady's there. As long as he's there, everybody's going to win. Tom had 294 throwing yards, one touchdown. He had no interceptions, though. He had uh, got sacked twice. You know, Tom Brady, what what, what makes him go to me? I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of describe the young, I mean, describe Tom Brady because he's been so successful. But in your opinion, when you see Tom Brady, what some of the things that comes to mind about the GOAT? I mean, first of all, I mean, you you playing at a level like that. I mean, I mean, mental mentally, and I think there's his uh, his smarts and that's he's a, he's got to be a super intelligent dude to be able to process all that information. You know, Mom, like we play, I play receiver. I just need to learn to play. You play DN and you know linebacker those positions. Mm-hmm. We, we you know, go smash the quarterback in the mouth. You know, drive the you know the offensive lineman. Our job, I'm gonna say, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't hard. Playing quarterback, that's the toughest you know, position on the field. And Tom, mm-hmm. you know, he just he has, he can make all the throws. Number one, he has the touch throws. He you know he can see the play before it's happening. He can you know you don't need to huddle up. I mean, the CEO quarterback, you know, that's exactly what it is. And and for him to come from where he came, a seven round draft pick, somebody that wasn't even supposed to be in the league. And it just shows the work that he put in. That's the one thing that I always hear people that, you know, I don't know him personally, but everybody says, man, his work ethic is, is, is crazy. And that's the key to success. Mm. Simple as that. And in any, you know, field, whether you're an athlete or you're working in corporate America, it's, you know, you put in the work, you'll get the results. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely consistent, man. His work ethic, I saw that, uh, those videos from uh, YouTube, no, excuse me, from uh, Facebook that he had on there, kind of documenting his workouts and his regimen. And it just seems like he's always, always focused on football and putting his body in uh, and, and just trying to stay locked in and try to get better. Even though he's in his 40s, you couldn't tell, man, the way he take care of his body and study and prep for the games. That speaks volumes, man. He's he's definitely going as down as one of the top two receivers, I mean receivers, top two quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, surpassing Joe Montana if he gets another uh, Super Bowl ring. But Tom is the GOAT, man. We saw we saw him live in center when he came here to Houston playing the Super Bowl. How he came back against Atlanta, being down so much, I was like, man, this guy's unbelievable. It's like, you know, he's just mentally strong and just, you know, anything is thrown at him, he's able to bounce back and continue to go. And I, I'm really impressed with Tom Brady and that organization. So, but we got another young man out there too, man. You know a lot about him. Seeing him at Texas Tech and now doing this thing in his first starting season, and that's Patrick Mahomes, man. He's He's been playing lifestyle football as well for the Kansas City Chiefs. Got the Chiefs rolling. They beat the Cleveland Browns 37-21. The Kansas City Chiefs is now 8-1. Patrick Mahomes threw for 375, three touchdowns, but had one interception. Jermaine, how strong is that guy's arm, man? We hear about it all the time. You know a little bit about him. How strong is Patrick Mahomes' arm and his ability to be a successful quarterback in, uh, in the NFL? Man, that kid is a beast. Yeah, you look at his, you look at his biceps, look at his guns. You know, uh, he's a former baseball player. You know, so he has the control. We always had that. Dad played baseball professionally. We all know his story. Um, uh, I said we're going to Texas Tech. You know, you know Keith Davis. You know, uh, you know Keith Lamont. Uh, his son plays yeah, Texas Tech yeah. with him, and we go down to the games. And I'm watching this kid. You know, roll out and throw at 65 yards on the run. You know, like it's nothing. So I guarantee you he could put that ball out there 80 yards. I mean, and that's impressive. So a guy to be able to throw the for football the damn near the length of the field. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, Kansas City, they're loaded. I mean, he's a huge part. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, the quarterback goes, the team goes as the quarterback goes, but he has a loaded team. 
you know, Tariq Hill, a.k.a. Mr. I'm just playing faster than you, you know, Kelsey, you know, <laughs> I mean, they, they loaded. They loaded, they loaded, bro. I mean, they're going to be a handful down the stretch for anybody to play off. So, yeah, whoever's it up next, yeah, yeah, get ready. <laughs> yeah, it ain't no joke, man. They got a lot of weapons, man. Kareem Hunt, he had 91 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Tracy Kelsey, I mean, he had uh, seven receptions, 99 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Man, they, like you said, they got tight ends, receivers, they got running backs, and they got a, a young quarterback that keep healthy and keep them upright and not on that field. Man, they, Andy Reid got a lot of toys to play with over there. They're going to they gonna be impressive, man, this coming down the stretch. I think Kansas City, we all know going to playoffs, they're going to – they play the Texans in the first round, or a team like the Texans first round. I know the Texans probably give them a handful, but Kansas City, though, man, they're, they're the real deal. I'm impressed with them so far. Yeah, speaking of that, that's not somebody we want to see early in the playoffs. <laughs> I say that. I don't want to see, you know, them. That's for sure. So hopefully that's, that's, that's uh, yeah, in the, in the championship, AFC championship game or something like that. Gee whiz. Yeah, because, but yeah, Andy Reid, he saw something. You got to think about it. He moved on a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. his stats weren't, weren't great. Um, guy, what is, is that Washington right now? What's his name? Um, Alex Smith. Smith, yeah. They Alex moved Smith. on from yeah. him. And, yeah, Alex didn't have a great, you know, year last year, but it was a Pro Bowl season. And they moved on from him. So that he was that confident in what he had. And Andrew Reed now can open that playbook up. And uh, they were talking about him on Sports Center. you know, his football IQ and – his ability to digest a lot of information. So, they, you know, Andy Reid, you know he has an extensive playbook, and they said they threw everything at him, and that kid was able to soak mm-hmm. it all up. So that says volumes, you know, about you know, what, we, what we're dealing with. Yeah, he's not only a, an athlete, but he's a smart kid too. Yeah. Speaking of a smart kid and smart quarterback, Cam Newton, he's got that Carolina Panthers team looking impressive this year, man. Cam had 247 passing yards. They beat Tampa Bay 42 to 28. You know, I know you're a fan of Cam Newton as well, Jermaine. What makes Cam so special at the quarterback position? I'm bigger than you. <laughs> it's just, hey, I'm just bigger, bigger, stronger, uh, yeah, than you. That's simple as that. But no, he, uh, Cam is, is finally kind of settling down as a quarterback. You know, watching his, his mechanics. You know, he's much more relaxed with his footwork. You know, that's, that was a knock on him, you know, coming early on. And a lot of black quarterbacks, that's, that, that's, just be honest, that's the knock. They don't put in the, you know, the crab like the Michael Vicks as far as the footwork and the nuances of playing the quarterback position. You know, because we're just mm-hmm. they're really athletic. So that gets in the way of you actually being a quarterback. Your job is to move, move the ball and the chains and get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. Simple as that. You know, Cam, you know, yeah. of course, he's a different, he's a freakish athlete, 6'5", you know, 260, 4540. Four, 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 I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can run and run over some people. But now, again, he's selling in and, you know, they're, they're mixing that, that uh, the play calling up. You know, you got uh, Ed, you know, McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, is, is a freak. And, you know, the receivers, you know, everything's clicking. Olsen's back, you know, so he got his, you know, his favorite weapon. So yeah, Cam is is, is playing MVP MVP uh, football. So yeah, yeah, you know I'm a, a a fan of Newton. So yeah, I'm glad to see my, my guy doing well. Yeah, man, Cam is doing his thing, man. At six six, six five, six six, like you said, he was used to running first, pass second, but now he's relying more on his arm and preserving the opportunity to run and just getting the ball out of his hand. Having Chris McCaffrey, man, is that one two punch. You saw that leap. Caffey had over the defender. He hopped over and got back on his feet and took the ball down the field for a touchdown. So Carolina, man, they're they're as long as they have those one two guys there, Cam and McCaffrey offensively, they're gonna do their thing. Um, you know, they're gonna make a push for the playoffs. The NFC South is gonna come down between Carolina and New Orleans. Uh Cam can stay healthy and, and everything is based on emotion with Cam as far as uh his skill and playing productive and consistent like it. If he's doing well, he's going to celebrate. He's going to do the Superman deal. He's going to do all that. But if he's starting to you know, fall in his little slump, he's going to show He wears his motion on his sleeve, and he's going to pout a little bit. He's going to like that. But he's a competitor, though. Cam is a competitor. And I like the fact that Carolina's doing well. Because if Carolina's doing well, Jermaine, you know Cam is doing well. So I like to see that of Cam Newton, man. He's, he's the real deal. 
hopefully gets a chance to uh, make the playoffs and get his Carolina Panthers uh, an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. So I like Cam, man. I'm a big Cam fan. All right, Jermaine, that's time for the first, for us to take a break and take our next commercial break. And when we come back, we'll give our picks and predictions of Week 10 in the NFL next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams on Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. We enter the last segment of the show. Still got my good friend on the phone here, Jermaine Henderson. And Jermaine, we're going to go jump right into week 10 games, starting with Thursday night football. Carolina Panthers will visit the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a tough one for me, man. I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Who do you think will win this game and win and why? Man, I think um, the Carolina Panthers are, are playing very good ball right now. It's always tough to, to win in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh. So I am going to – this is a tough game to pick, but I am going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think with the Le'Veon Bell, you know, with all of that going on, and, you know, that's this is like the week that he's supposed to show up or not show up, and, you know, he's supposed to be tweeting farewell to Miami. Who knows what, you know, what the, the mental uh, state that that team is in right now. So I'm going to say uh, Carolina. All right, I'm going to go opposite of that. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think Connor, the running back, is, is – it's, it's told uh, he pretty much deboed uh, Le'Veon's Bell's uh, position at the running back spot. So I don't think Le'Veon's coming back to get his spot back anytime soon. Ben Roethlisberger is always tough at home. And our guy, Antonio Brown, you know, he's been doing his thing the last couple of weeks. I like Cam. I like Carolina. They've been, they've been playing good football the last couple of weeks. But the Steelers, man, this Thursday night football, short week prepared for them at their house. I'm going to go with the Steelers. All right. Sunday's game is Jermaine. Uh, Detroit will visit Chicago. Who do you think will win that game and why? So Mitch is making a believer out of me. Uh, so I'm going with, you know, with Chicago. You know, they're playing good ball now. Uh, hopefully, uh, Khalil Mack is back you know, this week in the lineup. I think he was out last week with a, uh, a minor injury, yeah. an ankle or something. Mm-hmm. So go, go with the Bears. 
Yeah, the Bears defensively, man, has been impressive. They won the Buffalo last week, done they thing against the Buffalo Bills defensively. I, you know, Detroit is, is falling back to the old Detroit. I mean, it's November, so you know they're going to be playing on that Thanksgiving game. So that's the only time we really get excited about Detroit football. So I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears as well. I think the Bears want to beat Detroit at home. New Orleans Saints, 71, red hot. We'll go on the road and play Cincinnati Bengals. Jermaine, who do you think will win this game and why? Um, the Saints are going to win that game, uh, Lamont. They're going to keep rolling. And, you know, I, I don't think that Cincinnati, Cincinnati is starting to implode like they do every year. Uh, A.J. Green has had a foot injury. So uh, I don't think that they're going to be at their best, you know, playing against a, a team that's uh, that's rolling red hot, locked in and loaded. So Drew Brees, yeah, they, they beat them by 21. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the Saints will beat Cincinnati at home real quick. What do you think about Marvin Lewis? You think, like we talked about Jason Garrett and Dallas Cowboys, you think this might be the last year we see Marvin Lewis as a Cincinnati Bengals head coach? I'm never a proponent for a, 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 man's, a man being fired, but I, it's time to move on. You know, Not that he won't yeah. be able to coach another team in the NFL, but I think it's, uh, it's ran its course. Their relationship has ran its course. Uh, they, he hasn't won. He hasn't been to the playoffs. You know, you know Stephen A. Smith. He he has called for his job, you know, many times. And uh, but yeah, it's time to to move on to part ways. Yeah, unfortunately, I like Marvin, man. I want to see the man succeed. Unfortunately, it's all about what have you done lately, and the Bengals haven't done anything lately. Uh, the Browns family is very high integrity family. They they like to keep consistency at the head coach position. They gave him enough tenure there. Uh, I think I believe so. If they don't turn the ship around or be or try to make a late push for the playoffs, I think it's a wrap for Marvin Lewis and Cincinnati for the Bengals. All right, Atlanta goes to Cleveland. Real quick, who do you think will win this game? Oh, Atlanta's playing some some good ball now. They're they're finally getting um, you know the offense is starting to click. The uh, Browns, yeah, uh, yeah, they got a lot going on. You know, with, with firing <laughs> up head coach and office coordinator. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a, a nice young talent, uh, but then until they get some stability in, you know, in that front office and at the head coach position, I, I still think that uh, he got the, the head coach got the short end of that stick. They didn't give him time to uh, kind of you know develop Baker and you know that team that they brought together. So um, yeah, with that being said, Marvin Lewis, yeah, I, I think you're on the chopping block. You know, so they they got rid of what's the coach's name for the Browns? I'm sorry, his, his name. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Hugh Jackson didn't even get the chance to you know, get two years. He's gone, so these owners, they're not playing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I think Atlanta will beat uh, Cleveland on the road as well. New England goes in a tough environment. They play Tennessee. Tennessee, man, after seeing them Monday night, they play with a lot of swag defensively. Uh, Jermaine, who do you think will win this game? I'm gonna go with the Titans. I mean, I think this is one of those games that you know they come. They're coming off a, a big win. You know, they're feeling good about themselves. Marcus Mariota finally had a you know he put a game a, a complete game together. So mm-hmm. I, I think they could they have the, the, the type of team to beat the you know the Patriots in a game like this. I don't think they're a better team than the Patriots, but I think you know a, a night like to, on Sunday night they they could um, you know that could be a day that they it's a trap game. Yeah, it is a trap game. I think I think uh, Tennessee is going to be tough for them at home, too. I think Tennessee will win that game. All right, a couple other 12 o'clock games. Uh, Jacksonville, Carolina. I mean, Jacksonville go to Indianapolis. Who do you think win that game? Yikes. Now, both teams are, are, are garbage right now. That's the that's the yeah. Bowl. You said the Boo Boo Bowl the other game, but, yeah, this is yeah. the Chilling Bowl that's <laughs> going on. Um, yeah, um Take your pick. I mean, uh, who, who's playing at home? Indianapolis is, is at home? Yeah. Yeah, Coach yeah I'm with the home team. I'll just pick the home team on that game. Yeah, both teams suck. Yeah. So, Indianapolis. Yeah. Well, Blake Bortles, man, you don't know what you're going to get from him at the quarterback position in Jacksonville. Uh, Andrew Luck at home. Both teams coming off a bye. I give it to the coach. All right, we know Kansas City going to beat Arizona, so there's no reason for us to talk about that game. I'm sorry about that, A-Rod. I know you're in Phoenix. But the Cardinals going to lose to Carolina, to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, jumping down to some late games, Jermaine. Let's see here. Seattle. They play the L.A. Rams. Who do you think will win that game and why? Man, that should be a, a decent game. But um, the Rams, you know, they, they they got their first loss against the Saints on the road last week. 
So, like that coach said, Sean, he said, it's, uh, you know, learn a lot about themselves. You know, it's, it, it, it was one of those games that, I mean, yeah, we lost. Now we have to hear about the undefeated stuff. We could just play ball. So, I think they bounced back and they blow them out. So, Rams, a 21. Yeah, Sean McVay, the head coach, Sean McVay, the head coach, did make a good point. Just said, hey, we, you know, we, we learned a lot about ourselves. They did, man, don't get me wrong. That was a hell of a comeback. It wasn't like, they rolled over and let the Saints dominate them. I mean, they put on a 21 unanswered point uh, effort in the second half and came back in a hostile environment. They just got out beat by a team that was better at home. But, uh, yeah, the Rams were going to – I know A-Rod, our producer, is a, he's a Seattle Seahawks fan. Unfortunately, they're going to lose two games in a row playing the Rams in L.A. This game is going to the Rams. Uh, Miami travels to Green Bay. They play the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, they bounce back this week and get the uh, the victory, Jermaine. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they they got beat by uh, again the Patriots at home, you know, last week. So they bounce back. You know, A. Raw has a, a three hundred yard game. You know, two tubs. So yeah, definitely going with uh, you know with Green Bay. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers does his thing against Miami. It's gonna be a little chilly up there for Miami. The Dolphins, man, I don't see them going to Green Bay and beating the Packers after losing to uh, New England last Sunday night. Dallas Cowboys, can Dak Prescott and that team go to Philly and upset the Philadelphia Eagles, Jermaine, on Sunday night? I don't think so. That will That's a big <laughs> negative. The Cowboys are a, a, a team, again, they're about to start going downhill. Um, unfortunately, they're going to have to make some decisions at the end of this year. Do they want to move on? Or they, have they seen enough from Dak? Or, you know, because at this point, he should be playing a lot better. I mean, we got guys like Patrick Mahomes that's lighting it up. So, I mean, I, I want to see Dak do well. And um, I just, you know, the Eagles are a better team. You know, Carson Wentz is a, a much better quarterback. So, yeah, they will, yeah, the, the losing streak continues. <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, a couple teams on the bye this week. Our Houston Texans on the bye, Baltimore Ravens, as well as Minnesota and Denver and Jermaine. I heard the music, so it's time for us to wrap up the show. I thank you for coming on the show again outside the huddle. You can walk them back anytime. Oh, definitely. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoyed it. Okay, no problem. And I want to thank the listeners out there as well for listening to the show outside the huddle. Until we meet next week, have a blessed weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.